everyone, and welcome to the Punk Priestess Podcast. I'm your host, Majori, and in this week's episode, we have a very special guest. Her name is Chelsea Neal, who is the creator and designer of the fabulous retro fashion accessory brand, Golden Hippie. And I love her design so much. I have a few of them myself, and I'm so excited to have her on to discuss things about fashion, vintage, and accessories. So how are you, Chelsea? I'm doing well. How are you? I'm good. I just want to like jump off the start and just ask what your astrology sign is. OMG. Oh, no, 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 no. I want to hear you first. What do you think? <laughs> um, okay. So I was thinking maybe some like maybe a Gemini or something to do with fashion. So maybe like Libra, Cancer vibes. Is any of that <laughs> ringing <OMG>. a bell? <laughs> I'm. I'm shocked. So I am a Gemini. Uh, my son okay. is in Gemini. Um, my moon is in Capricorn. Mm-hmm. And my rising is in Scorpio. Oh, okay. Awesome. I have a Capricorn moon too. So <laughs> I love that drive. But I'm also I'm very happy that I guessed your sun sign. So <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's so cool. You were so on point. How did you, how did you come up with that? I don't know. It was just like maybe my sixth sense. Like it was, I don't know. It was on. You had it. You had it. (laughs) So, but I actually, I um, found out about Golden Hippie and because of Koji, who I love for her astrology memes and everything. And um, she's incredible. So I definitely like how we have that connection there. (laughs) I love Koji. Oh my goodness. She is the vintage meme queen. Mm -hmm. That is my good, good Judy. She's so sweet. I love her. She's like taking me in. Um, Ever since I got here in the vintage community on IG, Mm -hmm. um, she's been um, here ever since. So I love her. Absolutely. Yeah, she's such a great supporter, and I was like, okay, so if Koji and Chelsea are, like, vibing, then, like, I need to get on this vibe, too, so I bought my (laughs) first pair of Golden Hippie sunglasses a couple months ago, and I wore them to Florida, and I got so many compliments, and I just felt like a badass. Like, I felt like I was reliving, like, my past self, like, my past soul was maybe, like, a 70s, like, vixen or something. I just, like, felt that energy. (laughs) Yes. OMG. That is, that means the world to hear that. I feel like accessories most definitely do that. Even for me, like to go to the grocery store um, with some earrings, like I feel like the foxiest 70s auntie who's walking through Walmart, you know, (laughs) I, I, I feel it and I feel like, you know, the carts need to move out the way for my grand entrance. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? 100%. <laughs> and um, I do want to definitely talk a lot about like the fashion and everything, but I feel like what's kind of missing now with modern eyewear and like modern accessories is that there's just like that personality and that flair that's kind of like, it's gone, you know, it's just like an empty product. And it's like, you want to feel something again. And you also want to be able to create memories and with like the accessories and jewelry that you wear. And I feel like Golden Hippie really, helps you personalize it and then it brings you kind of like back in time but it gives you that memory you can cherish forever oh my gosh that was can can I just go ahead and sign you up to my marketing I mean (laughs) this is what I this is what I need okay 
I feel the same way. I mean, I feel like accessories just bring that flair. And it's kind of like a moment in time. Sometimes when I look at different things that I've worn, I can look back at a memory easily, mm-hmm. um, especially if it was a good one or if I felt a certain way. So I totally and completely understand how we lack that feeling mm-hmm. um, nowadays, especially since everybody just kind of wants to be really quick and, you know, digest things quickly and go through things so quick. Everybody's so, um, it's like a fast pace. Mm-hmm. And for me, I like timeless pieces, things that go along with memory. And mm-hmm. I feel like the items that I bring and provide do that because they're special. Mm-hmm. They really are special. They make you feel special. They make you feel good. And those memories, you know, they carry on for so long. Mm-hmm. Definitely. I feel like maybe that's the Capricorn moon like thing. Cause I am the same way. Like I buy things with fashion with intention and also for the longevity of the product. And I definitely, I feel that with yours and feel like, okay, I can wear this forever and always be timeless. And then, you know, I can pass that down to, you know, one of my like children or like grandchildren one day. And it's, yeah, I, I love that. I love that classic like feeling and that sense of style that just it never goes out of style so exactly it never goes out of style because especially with accessories I mean they can go with any and all your outfits like mm-hmm. just you say you had some sunnies and you can literally take them on the beach on your vacation you can also style them up style them down so you'll always have those as a staple piece I am also maybe this is for the Capricorn moons I am also a little bit of a hoarder so I always keep everything. <laughs> it might be the Gemini vibe, like trickling in there, I think. <laughs> but it's okay. It's okay. <laughs> you know, Chelsea and Helsey, that's a family, a family name um, for the two twins. So Chelsea and Helsey, maybe we just can't let go of things. So <laughs> I love that. <laughs> but yes, I think fashion pieces for sure just... I just like timeless pieces, something that you can always hold memory to. And and I think that's also, like I said, a little bit of why I kind of hoard things because I can always think about how I felt when I received it, who gave it to me. I mean, all those type of things. Mm-hmm. It's like a sentimental um, value to it. So did uh, you grow up like seeing your like mother or like, you know, women in your family with accessories Did that kind of inspire golden hippie maybe that family legacy of fashion um for sure mama hippie she stays with something she stays with either a bracelet or sunglasses she always keeps her accessories um as well as my fraternal aunt Mm-hmm. She always told me, like, you always need to wear earrings. You always mm-hmm. need to have something, accessories. So that was always kind of, like, instilled in me. And so I think at one point when I started going to college and, you know, all these things, I always wanted, like, a business, but I just didn't know. And I fell off on wearing my earrings and fell off on wearing my accessories with my outfits. And so something always just seemed to be missing until I came back into the groove, uh, maybe the last year in college. Mm -hmm. That's when I started going out and meeting a lot of new people. And so I needed a way to kind of like jazz up my outfits, Mm -hmm. Um, especially being in college. You know, we only have like 
are staple pieces. (laughs) (laughs) And so the accessories, you know, kind of made it look different each and every time. Mm -hmm. So I think that's where it kind of came from. Um, And then that's where the love came back. And I started remembering all these things about, you know, the women in my family always kind of being dressed up. And then that's where, you know, it led to. Mm -hmm. That's really cool. I actually have a couple of pieces from my great grandma when she passed away. I still have some of her like clip on earrings and, you know, I don't wear them, but it's just like they're there and they're gorgeous. And yeah, it's just, you know, the memory, that connection from the past, but then it's like bringing it into the future, making something new out of it and to kind of, yeah, jazz up and spice your outfits is totally true. Um, I was working at retail I'm not going to mention where, but I was working at retail for many years and um, it was like a part-time job. And there was this rule that you had to have three pieces on. And that meant you either had to have a scarf, a necklace, or an earring. Like you had to have an accessory to elevate your outfit. You couldn't just have like a shirt and like a sweater. You had to have like a third piece. And when I get dressed, even to this day, after years of like working in this job, I still am cognitive of like, okay, like the three pieces, being mindful of adding an accessory to elevate your look. Yeah. Yes. Elevation. Like, I, I like how you said elevate your look because I feel like that's what accessories do. Mm-hmm. Um, it can literally change, like, you wearing a t-shirt and some jeans and you pairing it with some sunglasses, then you look like the cool kid on the block. Mm-hmm. So I, I agree. I fully agree with that. I think that the beauty and the simple things like accessories... Yeah. So tell me what inspired Golden Hippie. We kind of talked a little bit about the past, but was there like something that was like, okay, I need to actually take this to the next level and evolve it into what it is today? So, I mean, wow. Where do I begin? I always wanted a business. We can always get that out there, right? I've always Mm -hmm. wanted a business. Um, However, like my support system and, and everything like that in college, it just wasn't great. And you know, I just didn't think I could really do this till 2019, I believe, going through like YouTube channels and looking at different entrepreneur uh, videos and, and podcasts and everything. And it just kind of like the idea came back to me. And then at the time, I just started thinking about what can I do? What can I provide? You know, what do I want? What's the purpose for the business? That's when I started thinking about what am I passionate about? What do I feel? You know, something that I don't mind talking about each and every day. And I just went back to accessories because that was a love for me. Not only that, but I wanted something that was inclusive and anyone and everyone uh, can wear accessories. Um, Being plus size, I've always had that issue of having to find clothes or having to find ways to elevate my clothing because plus size options were not cute back in the day. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) Um, So I thought about accessories and accessories always helped me feel confident and feel like the foxiest lady around. And that's what I wanted to bring to my community, my audience, whomever that may be. Mm -hmm. Then I started thinking about some other things. I've always been, like in my friend group, I've always been the free spirit. I've always been kind of like the hippie of the group. Mm -hmm. And so I wanted to incorporate that, which was like another part of Chelsea. And I also still was like very kind of like diva-ish, you know, I still like nice things. And so that's when the golden came about. And it just the, the name, the word, the name, the feel of it, 
that's where everything started like the voice started mm-hmm. happening from there like I said I wanted it to be inclusive accessories for me was kind of like simple it was really easy and then from there I launched in March of 2020 mm-hmm. so right in the middle of uh you know this pandemic <laughs> panini that we are in okay <laughs> I like that panini yeah <laughs> You know, this toasted sandwich um, <laughs> of an event, <laughs> that's when I launched. And the whole thing about it was I was still fresh. I still had to kind of like get more of the voice together. And I had like this theme. I first did Bohemian. Mm-hmm. And like, it was great. However, it still wasn't hitting like I needed to. And I wasn't in love with it. Mm-hmm. And I started going on um, Pinterest for inspiration and I fell into this one like 70s inspired fro. She was like empowering. It was a black woman. She had her fist and like she had the colors. And I was like, this is it. Mm-hmm. This is it. This is something. I mean, I've always felt like I had an old soul. I have a lot of older friends, like older friends, like you know, they, I'm like the youngest. Okay. Um, and so I was like, this makes sense, you know? So that's when, you know, the seventies started kind of getting incorporated and, and then that's when the voice started to form. And that's when by July, I lost my job during the pandemic mm-hmm. and I went into kind of like an exile in Austin because I didn't know what to do. My mother, she called and she said, come on, let's just come back home. Everything's going to be okay. Mm -hmm. And that's when I took the time to really learn my craft and build the voice of Golden Hippie, which is kind of like a second piece of me. Um, Very positive, very, you know, foxy and, you know, sophisticated, but also um, fun and sunshiny and everything Mm -hmm. like that. And that's when it kind of like started really coming together that's when the community started building that's when the brand awareness and the voice um that's when I was able to do my backpack drive that's like for the kids that's something I've always had an advocate for so that's where it kind of came and then we're here a year later yeah like you grew really fast because I was actually surprised. I was like, oh, like she's probably been around like doing this for a while. And I was like, oh my God, it has been like only a little bit over a year. And like your company has just grown so, so much. And I just, I think that's amazing. It just really shows the power of intention. And like when you align yourself with your vision, how far it can take you. And like the Capricorn moon, like I can relate to this having one myself is like having a business and having something that's yours that you can control and you can cultivate and grow is so important. That's like, that. What, that's what wakes me up in the morning is like my business. And, you know, it's so awesome that like yours is just taking off and it's gone from like a passion to like your livelihood. And I think that's, that's very admirable. I, I love that. And I think that was kind of one of the blessings in disguise of the pandemic because I too lost my full-time job for like six months. I was unemployed, but it was great because I already had the roots of my business and I was just able to like grow that and put more of my time and dedication into it. So I can definitely relate to you on that level and it's just so fulfilling. So I think that's so awesome. And I love your story of how Golden Hippie evolved and is still evolving. So <laughs> that's awesome. Yes. Thank you. I appreciate it. I mean, 
it's definitely what gets me up in the morning mm-hmm. um and for it to be uh, my livelihood that is a blessing never even thought it would be that way I think I always wanted it to be I think I always had an idea of it but for it to have grown so tremendously and um expeditiously like mm-hmm. in a year it's mm-hmm. mind-blowing um so yeah That's so cool um, so what are some of your inspirations? Like who are some of your icons? Like, is there someone from the past or is there someone now that is like a fashion icon for you? Fashion icon, hands down, Diana Ross. Mm-hmm. We actually share the same birthday, Diana Ross and I, March 26th. So <laughs> yeah, and she actually, um, she grew up in my granny's apartment complex in Detroit. So my granny knew her. My granny was older than her. Oh, but there's a connection. So there's a connection right. of me and Diana Ross and then you now. Like oh, the my gosh. <laughs> oh, my God. So oh, full circle, but that's awesome. Yes, totally. Diana Ross all the way. Is there anyone else? Fashion icon Diana. Um, I've also been getting into like Bob Mackie. I mm-hmm. love like so underrated. And so when I went to fashion design schools, I'm a fashion designer and it's like in the in the fashion history classes, they never talked about him. And I had to find out who he was through like looking at outfits from like Cher and Diana. And I was like, wait, who, like, why are we sleeping on this legend? Like iconic looks like I like my dream outfits are like his creations. Seriously. I mean, even Tina Turner, like, mm-hmm. I mean, Bob Mackie was a staple. And I do think people sleep on this mm-hmm. designer, like. For sure. Totally, totally. Um, I also take inspiration from Gucci. I go back and I look at a lot of Gucci, especially now. Um, It seems like they're reverting. Well, every year, you know, modern brands will revert back. Mm -hmm. And I'm seeing a resurgence in the 60s and the 70s. Um, So I've been looking at modern day Gucci, Mugler. That's another fashion brand that I'm like in love with. Mm-hmm. And then as far as like other things, as far as like icons, Miss um, Angela, Miss Davis, okay, mm-hmm. she is one of my hugest like activist um, icons and she was so ahead of her time. And the, the things, if you go back and listen to what she speaks of back in the 70s, it still rings a bell here. So I feel like She's another icon and just some of her looks, you know, Nina Simone. There's just so many. I honestly, I really look back at just the era. I look at, I love the colors of that time, which was like, did you know that there was a, there was like a wave from the 60s? So the 60s were like psychedelic and Mm -hmm. really bright and, um, flamboyant colors. And so there was a wave when the 70s happened into a more like subdued. Mm-hmm. And so that's when we get all of our like avocado greens and um, browns and mustard yellows and everything because mm-hmm. of like the wave from the 60s. They were like mm-hmm. trying to change. Yeah, um, I love that. You can also think of it as like when you're at like when you're tripping, like you see all the colors and then when you're like coming down from a, a trip, like maybe the colors like subdued as well. So like the <laughs> 70s was like coming down from like an acid trip. <laughs> Yes. Oh my gosh. That is perfect. I'm using that for life. That's that's what happened. That's what happened. It had to. <laughs> that thought just came to me, but I was like, maybe that's no, why. But that makes complete sense. Mm-hmm. Um, 
but yeah, that's where that's where most of my inspirations come from. As far as like people, like I said, Diana Ross, Cher too. Um, but I think just overall, the years, the, you know, the 60s and the 70s, it was just a time of exploration. People were doing a lot of like out of the box things as far as fashion goes and colors. And so really the era is, the biggest inspiration for me mm-hmm, totally and like you just see that filter through everything like I just love that thread it's like you can see it in the interior design and the clothing the accessories the music like the cars like you just see it all and I feel like you know now we kind of have a hodgepodge of randomness and like you miss that that flavor you miss that vibe of that era of that decade and that's why I love golden hippie because you get immersed in like kind of like time traveling and I always like, I love the seventies. Like I'm kind of like, I was a flower child. I was <laughs> like in my past life. I, I, I felt like I, my part of my soul lived in that, like that time frame because I love the music too. And um, so it's just, it's nice. I love, I love like the vintage aesthetic um, of Golden Hippie. And it's just kind of something we can't like forget like the richness of that, that moment of that time. So that means so much. Like if anything, I just want it to be like nostalgic. Mm-hmm. you know and that's a part of you know being vintage too you want to look at it and literally feel those feelings of the time mm-hmm. of the era to be to have that that's a huge compliment um for anyone to just like go on the page and feel that energy that means the world that means I've done my job <laughs> yay <laughs> um <laughs> so tell me how is your creative process like how does that work do you like watch like something or like you know get some creative inspiration and it kind of filters through like how does that translate from your mind to an actual product the process let me just tell you girl it is organized chaos <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> um inspirations come from all over sometimes it could just be me sitting in silence me sitting in stillness Mm -hmm. and ideas come other times it can be I can be listening to music and or watching films I do a lot of research I do a lot of research I go back I go through Pinterest and then just with all the streaming services that we have at our fingertips Mm -hmm. I mean, I can literally just go and look and see what was happening then, what was the top movies then, how do people dress, you know, what was the trends? And then from there, that's when I formulate what does this look like? What makes sense for the brand? How can I put my twist to it? Does this look better as an earring or does this look better as a keychain? Or are we trying a new product? Are we doing, you know, a magnet or... You know, so what Mm -hmm. does that look like um, as far as the item? And then from there, like I said, adding the voice, what can I do to put my own personal touch to it? And then from there, that's when we start formulating the actual item, whatever Mm -hmm. it may be. Even sometimes there's times where I have something in the back of my head, but I feel like it would go better in a collab. And Mm -hmm. then I will sit and think about who does this make sense with and for, and how Mm -hmm. can we make this a joint effort? And then I reach out and see and go from there. Um, But overall, it's kind of, like I said, organized chaos. Sometimes I can literally be doing something else and come up with an idea. And I just make sure, I guess that's like the Gemini in me. I just make sure to have like a notepad around Mm -hmm. and or sticky notes everywhere just so that I can write everything down. I just got 
good notes on my iPad. Okay. Heaven sent. Ooh, okay. Heaven, I need to write this down. Good notes. Like heaven sent. It is amazing. Um, and so everything is digital, you know, everything is hooked to the iCloud and you just, you write your note. So I literally have one section that's like ideas. Mm-hmm. And I've just been recently writing down like ideas. And then from there, it can form a collection. Mm-hmm. Or is it just a one piece item? Or is this just something that I can play with and I can do a quick little sell on? Or I'm now starting to incorporate kind of like IG live auctions. Mm-hmm. And so those are kind of like the one off pieces that maybe in my mind, I think it's great, but I don't know if this is great to be mass produced. Mm-hmm. And so that's when I get to play with those designs and get to, to you know play with those ideas and then it just goes from there and flows from there and me I personally like to have collections um just so that I can kind of have like a nice big gift to give to the supporters instead of doing one-offs here here's another mm-hmm. one here's another one because then it's just like really crazy when you yeah. can have one concise drop Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, no, totally. I yeah, that's like my uh, strategy as well. Okay, though, that's really cool. Is there a sunglass trend that you cannot stand throughout like fashion history? Okay, so this is just me. Mm-hmm. Even though I do even provide these, <laughs> I them because this is not just me, and I know that fashion is for everyone. But I'm not really into the clear glasses okay I like all color I like color even if the Mm -hmm. color is black like Mm I that's just me I do you know I love them on other people but for me I like Mm -hmm. color Mm -hmm. I like something different but that's like the fashion trend for me like (laughs) okay yeah I think like something that I saw a revival of last year was like the micro like tiny sunglasses and I was just like, I can't like buy into that trend. <laughs> so that was going to be my second one. Um, I cannot, I can't get with those either. I don't know, maybe because my face is big and it just never looked great on me. So I'm just not into it. But I like big sunglasses, mm-hmm. like yeah. huge, like they need to be covering over my eyebrows mm-hmm. and my, in the bottom of my cheeks. So if they look any smaller than that, you know, we're going to have problems. Yeah. It's like sunglasses, <laughs> like their, their mission is to be protective from like sun damage. Right? And when you're wearing like the micro ones, <laughs> like it's like, it can't even, some of them are so small. It doesn't even like cover your whole eye. Like it's so crazy to me. <laughs> there are and- some that I've seen that are like, they have no glass, like they're literally, they sit on your nose, they cover, they go around underneath, but they have no glass in them. <laughs> I just, I don't understand. Yeah. It's just like at that point, just like a nose accessory or something. I, I have no idea, <laughs> but it's just like interesting how, especially in fashion, we're moving because fashion, it goes back every 20 years. That's like, so right now, like what's really big is like the late nineties, early OOs. That's like what's happening now. And of course, like those sunglasses came back and I was like, no, <laughs> like we do not need those back. <laughs> there, you know, okay. So the ones that I am kind of like, kind of, I haven't seen them yet, but the ombre, of course. So I have ombre, but the mm-hmm. ombre with the jewels, 
Oh my god! Do you remember gosh, with yes. the jewels either at the top corner or the bottom corner? Mm-hmm. I'm waiting. I haven't seen them yet. <laughs> oh my I god! I have so many pair of them. I have mm-hmm. ones with hearts on them. I believe I have one with a C. Like, <laughs> yeah, you couldn't tell me. Yeah, definitely. I had butterfly ones, and then yeah, just like a little like bejewel. Oh my god! That yeah brings back a huge memory. I totally forgot about those, but. So maybe Golden Don't Hippie, is Golden Hippie going to bring those back? <laughs> He'll be the first one. <laughs> oh my goodness. I love those. I mean, I have ombre ones, but ombres are always going to be good. Mm-hmm. The two tones as well will always be, mm-hmm. I mean, who doesn't want to see color? Who doesn't want to live their life in color? Like, mm-hmm. come on now. Yeah, totally. So you're a young business. So kind of tell me in the past year, what has been the challenges and also some of the successes that you've had with your company? Let's see. So the challenges, I don't know. I'm not going to sit up here and be like, everything was a breeze. Um, (laughs) No, everything was not a breeze. But (laughs) the challenges weren't so challenging that I had to just mark them down on my book. Like, I would never do this again. Actually, okay, that's a lie. I got some pom-poms for Christmas. Never again. I don't know. I will never do pom-poms ever again. Okay. But... <laughs> I thought they were great. I was like, oh my gosh, pom poms, yay. <laughs> and then I was like, girl, look. And everybody was like, yeah. Thank you, though. So, duly noted, we'll never do pom poms again. However, nothing too big. I think just being a baby, a baby boss, maybe just really the exposure. Of course, the lack of exposure. You're such a small business. You're such a small, you know, company, especially on Instagram and, you know, your social medias, having to build from the ground up. Um, and then just getting like the brand awareness. I think that's been the challenging, the most challenging part. Um, it's not to say that, and this is also just like advice for any other business. It's not to say that no one likes your things. It's just no one knows about you. Mm-hmm. So I think that has just been kind of like the most challenging part. Also, maybe just being a woman of color in business community or in the business community that is more heavenly exposed to non-Black audience. Mm -hmm. I think that is also something I've had to kind of um, build a lot more credit you know, Mm -hmm. be a lot more credible. And so that's probably been a little challenging. However, I think it's been a fun ride, though. I feel like a lot of people still embrace me. And there have been a a handful of people that have embraced me, um, even though I look nothing like them. I'm plus size, you know, sometimes it's even because I'm a woman, um, as well as being you know, African-Americans. So I think that's just kind of been the challenging things. Um, However, there's been so many successes, though. I've been able to do a backpack drive, and I was in the first year of business. We were able to help 12 families Mm -hmm. um, with backpack. I've been able, like I said, to grow tremendously fast, as well as I've been featured in a few other magazines that I never would have thought Mm -hmm. I would be here in a year. But there's been so many good things. There's been so many good people that I've met. There's been so many friendships that I've built and that I have and who I talk to on a daily basis. So there's been a lot more ups than downs Mm -hmm. in this first year. But nothing that I can't 
get over, nothing that mm-hmm. I can't, you know, get through. So, you know, I'm grateful. That's really cool. And yeah, like touching on, you know, being a black woman designer, especially doing accessories and sunglasses, like, you know, that's pretty much like non-existent. And like people think of sunglasses or, you know, accessories, they always either like think like very high end, like luxury, or they think of like, okay, you know, mass market, like, you know, in Target or something like that. And we don't really get to see that middle ground, like level of designer. And that's why like when I came across Golden Hippie, I was just like, oh my God, this is something that is missing. And I haven't seen before. And I've been working in the fashion industry for years and it's just like so needed. And it just really shows like how far fashion needs to go, especially with being inclusive to black designers and just the representation and the exposure that we don't get. And it's a huge issue. And like, you know, but here we go with all these like major white fashion brands or like industries and, you know, selling like their accessories for like so expensive. And then it's like, well, it's like an empty product as a fashion designer and the industry always advocate is like black representation because the industry is so white and it's so hard to push through that and to get the respect, um, the exposure, the opportunities as white designers. And, Mm -hmm. you know, that's Mm -hmm. why like golden hippie, this really stands out for me. And I can just see like, you know, why it's growing so fast, but also like how it's so needed. It's like vital that this exists and especially in, you know, what's happening in the industry. So I think that's really cool. I'm definitely taking all that in. Like I'm such a, I am such a baby. Okay. So I totally agree 100%. Um, I think even sometimes having the conversation like this um, can be a little, I can be a little apprehensive because I feel as if because people don't know because they're not in my shoes, Mm -hmm. then they won't understand. So sometimes I have to kind of still go through it and not really speak on it. However, it is harder, you know, for people in marginalized groups to have a business and a thriving business because, Mm -hmm. like I said, there's a lot of things that we kind of, a lot of obstacles that we have to go through um, as far as just being credible and creating a voice and, you know, making sure that quality is key, even though Mm -hmm. quality might be key already, but having to convey that to the public because Mm -hmm. they might already have a pre, a pre notion of what it could be. Mm -hmm. Um, Just because they haven't dealt with many marginalized group businesses before. Mm -hmm. So I do think that we still need to do the work. I still feel like even if you are, you know, non-Black, you know, repost someone, repost, share, um, because it's exposure. That's Mm -hmm. what it is. It's not Mm -hmm. to say that, like I said, no one likes your items. It's people don't know about you. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, I feel like that's also a part of the human experience. And here I go being a hippie, but all in all, I'm a human being. I have a business. I feel like my business is just as important as my white counterpart. And Mm -hmm. so if you're willing to repost and share their items and their business, I feel like you should do the same for my business, Mm -hmm. Um, especially if you like it equally. Mm -hmm. And so 
that's something that we that we all should be working towards, mm-hmm. especially for small businesses and, like I said, marginalized group um, that have businesses. I think that's something that we all should kind of be working on actively, mm-hmm. um, especially since now we've been home. You know, a lot of us have been awakened, and and now we know that shopping small is better and mm-hmm. being sustainable and and all these all these grand words and grand ideas are now happening because we've been able to sit at home and and digest it and learn about it and research on it Mm -hmm. and so now that we know we should be doing better with that mm-hmm. information. Exactly. So. Just being more conscious, like, you know, doing additional research of like, let me look for, you know, black designers. And because that's like me too. It's like, I want to get away from the mass market mm-hmm. commercial idea of like, this is where you buy your clothes from, or this is where you buy your accessories. And it's like, well, there's actually so many more businesses out there that are actually better to support. You know, your product is, has a better value and uh, is more personal too when you're shopping small. And it's just like, even, you know, just being black and having a business, it's just so hard like to get the exposure because if you're, you know, a white brand that is doing whatever, you know, you'll get picked up faster because, you know, right. and so it's kind of like, it's really important that you do the work to find black brands, black designers, but also like you're also exposing them to you know, your community, their community or whatever. So it definitely, it goes a long way because I just don't think that people understand like how hard it is. Like, yeah, like, you know, you can be a marginalized person and have like a business, but does it mean like you're getting the same exposure as someone who is white? So it's definitely, it's very important for, you know, white people to help um, and expose BIPOC or like marginalized, whatever, like different ethnicities. And, you know, I think that's really important. And that's like, some white homework <laughs> to do. So you know? for sure. <laughs> and, you know, but yeah, it's just kind of like um, the reality of, you know, being black and being a designer and creating, you know, accessories and fashion. It's, it's, there's a lot of successes in that, but there's still a long way we have to go for representation and exposure. And I think that's really important yeah. to, you know, talk about and to know. And yeah. And I, I mean, I thank you. I thank you for even just allowing such a safe space for me to say that because, like I said, I don't necessarily talk about it a lot mm-hmm. um, or enough because a lot of people still haven't done the work. So mm-hmm. as soon as something like this comes about, you know, people turn away. Mm-hmm. And at that point, it's like, okay, you know, this is my livelihood. So I can't necessarily lose out, you know, mm-hmm. but then again, I'm okay with it as well, because that just, that opens up space for someone who wants to be here. Mm-hmm. So I'm okay with that as well. Um, but I thank you, you know, for even having that, having this conversation um, about it, because I think a lot of people just, they just don't know, you know, mm-hmm. and having podcasts like this and having conversations like this just brings um, the com- the conversation to the forefront for us to, you know, do better. Yeah, it's like, you know, we're stepping into this Aquarius energy. Um, It's happening like right now in 2021. It's going to keep on going. So it's just kind of like just being more like on this conscious collective level of like supporting each other and um, this humanitarian effort of like, well, let's do better, you know? And like we kind of saw that, um, especially last year, like the fashion industry is kind of like facing their shadow side and kind of being like, oh, we actually need to do right by, you know, Mm -hmm. black or like BIPOC like designers. And I think that's, you know, it's a very truthful, important conversation to have. And yeah, and I'm I'm glad we were able to, you know, kind of touch base a little, touch a little bit on that. So if you were to have any celebrity wear any of your accessories, 
Who would be like your dream celebrity? Oh my gosh. I haven't even thought about this. <laughs> I haven't even thought about this. Like, <laughs> Well, you should think about it because it's going to come sooner I or later. Should, <laughs> I, I, know, I should be like getting my pitches together. Okay, so I'm going to write that down. I'm going to write this down like, okay, who would you want to work with? Yeah, let me think. Okay, so I know for sure, like, one person, like, just kind of, like, I follow them. Miss Tabitha Brown. Mm-hmm. She's, like, an earring connoisseur. So I would love for Golden Hippie to be a part of that collection. Okay. I'm not going to lie. It's awesome. Um, yeah, you know, like, I would love for that. And then, like, big things, like, I would love for, like, of course, Rihanna, like, Mm-hmm. I would love for her to have something Golden Hippie made or like anything. Rihanna, hey girl. Hey, hey. <laughs> hey Rihanna. <laughs> <laughs> no, that would be cool. I could totally see that too. And like she, you know, she loves like swimwear and everything. I always just see her like in a bathing suit or like embracing like warm weather. And I think like some shades, like a cool pair of earrings would just totally like you know, go with her outfits and everything. So Fenty collection, you know, if we need like a resort Fenty collection, sunglasses or, you know, like some cool (laughs) earrings, like, okay, (laughs) you're going to put that like Rihanna. We're going to put that in there. (laughs) Hello. Shameless, not so shameless plug. Okay. (laughs) But yeah, I haven't, I haven't really thought about it. I, I would be grateful for anyone who of course is like on with the brand and for what they stand for and everything like that I would most definitely I would be down and of course I would just love for it to be like a perfect union mm-hmm. if anything yeah um what are some of your longtime goals for golden hippie like what is if you could have golden hippie go wherever it's destined to go what would be that I think it would most definitely be something where we would do like right now I'm doing on a small scale. I would love to do wholesale. Um, and that would be just to help other small businesses become creatively unique within this quote unquote oversaturated market. Mm-hmm. Um, and just have them feel, have them have more passion with the items that they provide. Because for me, making that switch over to fully, fully handmade all in house Mm-hmm. Um, I feel way more love with the items that I bring to the table because one thing to, you know, get your things wholesale and everything like that. But when you make them, you're, you know, looping jump rings together and, and doing that and, you know, gluing everything together all in one, it just gives it a, a lot more love and um, it's more of a sentimental. So then when you talk about it and you market it, you feel it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just want that for other businesses. Um, so I think wholesale would be great. I would love to do, um, I would love to have my items in stores where I can, you know, mass produce it and, you know, stores like Target and Trader Joe's or Joe, you know, little smaller ones like that. Um, mm-hmm. Because they're still, like, unique and you can find, like, funky things and stuff like that. It would be nice to do that. Do little boutiques. And then also, on a bigger, bigger scale, just become, like, the plug. Like, that's 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 the goal. Mm-hmm. So be the one. The one-stop shop. 
Mm-hmm. Um, there are also other things I would love to do. I would love to teach. I would love to let people, you know, let people know how to build a community, how to build, you know, your brand, how to build your voice. I would love to do teaching mm-hmm. um, and things like that. And just let it like grow from there and flourish into different industries mm-hmm. from just where we're at right now. Mm-hmm. That's really cool. So you have um, some new collections coming up. Do you want to kind of talk to me about anything cool on the horizon? OMG. So I'm thinking that I should be able, I think I'll have a rock collection out, hopefully. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, hopefully it will already be on the website, right? Um, but the organized chaos, remember. Um <laughs> But I'm hoping to have new collections as far as like earrings go. I'm always kind of like doing seasonal things. I know that Pride is coming up or either here. So I will also be coming out with a Pride collection. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm pretty sure it is already on the website. I will be, I'll be coming out with collabs with different shops, other influencers. What else? And and just working on wholesaling, working on little wholesales for other small shops. Um, a few businesses have already launched some of their items that they, that were created by Golden Hippie. So yeah, that's pretty much it. Just kind of like the expansion mm-hmm. um, from here. So yeah, that's, that's pretty much it. <laughs> that's so cool. And so before we end, is there like a favorite accessory that you've created that you're just like, okay, this is like my favorite baby of them all. Do you want me to ask the question again? (laughs) Okay. Um, So do you have a favorite accessory that you've created and it's like your baby? It's like your favorite of all time? A six petal daisy. That will be signature golden hippie daisy. Like I'll come out with other flowers and everything like that. But that daisy is, you'll see it everywhere. (laughs) I've made earrings for them. I've like put them in other pieces of earrings. Like that is my baby. Um, The reason for that is because that flower was drawn by me in waiting for uh, my laser cutter to get in town Mm -hmm. um so I was already playing with like the software and playing with different uh designs and shapes and things like that and I came up with this bomb daisy and I that was the first cut that was the first cut I had um with my materials I put it in my laser cutter I did that design and that was it and so to me that is my baby you I'm telling you like you'll probably get tired of it you'll see that daisy in almost everything (laughs) In each one of the collections, that daisy will pop up. Oh, okay. Well, that's good. I love that. I'm excited to see it. Um, that's so cool. So, oh, also I do have one other question. So uh, will you be kind of bringing back any of your past like sunglass collections that sold out or like any of your accessory collections or is it just like a one-time only type thing? Like, Do you ever plan on bringing stuff back? I do. I actually plan on reworking some of the designs and maybe adding a little spice to them. Um, But I do plan on doing restock. As far as like glasses go and everything, I just, I move with, I move with my audience. I Mm -hmm. keep my ear to the streets and I see what they say. If they're over it, then even if I'm not, unfortunately, I'll be over it. Mm -hmm. I'll get my own. Pair, but you know 
if they're not feeling it, fine. But I normally do restocks. I normally, I ask on my social media all the time, you know, what do you guys like? What new things do you want? You know, what are things that I can create for you guys and everything like that. So I just, I just keep my ear. I, I speak for my, my community. Okay. I try. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> So <laughs> that's awesome. We're listening. I try to keep way. them happy. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, but no, that's being, you know, a good businesswoman. you know, you got to move with your customers and what they want. So that's really cool. So, but I was just wondering, cause some of the past sunglasses, I'm like, Ooh, I wish I could like get those in like another color, like, but it's sold out, you know? So I got to ask for myself as a customer. So, but. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, you know, there might be something in the works. <laughs> okay. Course, okay. Know? Like I, I just, I move with the streets. I move with, with what the audience is saying. And I also move with Golden Hippie. She's a diva. I'm just the employee. So whatever she says, I do. Yeah. Okay, yeah. <laughs> So okay, be a secret. <laughs> okay, so uh, this was so much fun. And where can people find Golden Hippie? OMG. So Golden Hippie Co. All on my social medias. That is the same name, Golden Hippie Co. As well as the website www.goldenhippie I P E P I E Hippie. The links, you know. <laughs> Golden Hippie Co. Com, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Got it. So, um, and I'll be posting links um, in the show notes as well. So, thank you so much, Chelsea. It's so much fun, and everyone definitely, her accessories are so awesome. And I've added some of her sunglasses to my collection. And definitely, you have to grab Golden Hippie while you can because it's soon going to be global so i can feel it <laughs> so definitely um it was so fun talking to you thank you so much and thank bye you. thanks for having me <laughs> bye y'all